Tuesday, February 27th. Welcome to the Cato Daily Podcast. This is Anastasia Yuglova, your host. The fact that former Vice President Al Gore's documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, would win at the Oscars on Sunday night did not come as a surprise to anyone. But the facts presented in the documentary do fall a little short of consensus. In an op-ed that ran in the National Review online on February 23rd, Cato scholar Pat Michaels disputed the veracity of the claims made in Al Gore's hit documentary. Pat joins us today on this podcast. Al Gore's Oscar-winning documentary claims to expose some inconvenient truths. How many of these truths are true? That depends on where you are in the movie. The central truth of the movie is not true. That is this notion that Greenland is going to shed a massive amount of its 630,000 cubic miles of ice between now and 2100 and raise sea level about 20 feet. And he has these maps and these images where you can see Florida disappearing and stuff like that. Well, you can't find support for that in the refereed scientific literature. And if you can't find support in that literature, that is just inconvenient untruth. But you aren't disputing Al Gore's other central hypothesis, which is that the globe is warming and that we, humans, are the cause, are you? Oh, no. And I would ask, are you dead yet? I mean, the planet has warmed eight-tenths of a degree in the last 100 years, and life expectancies doubled. Wealth got democratized quite a bit. The notion that most scientists believe that the warming of the late 20th century, i.e. since 1975, has a human component is hardly new. And to go around and make a big deal out of that, I think, is really kind of a disservice. What then happens is people making that claim then segue into the notion that, well, because human beings are warming the surface temperature, then there's this disaster ahead very soon unless we do something very fast. And that's just not supported by the literature. And frankly, there's not much that you could do about it very soon, very fast, even if you wanted to. What were the UN's projections at the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change? When we look at Gore's movie, he talks about this 20-foot figure by 2100 for sea level rise. The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and I'm a reviewer of their documents, just released a report in which they estimated sea level rise for the 21st century under what's called their median carbon dioxide emission scenarios to be from 8 to 17 inches. That 17 inches, by the way, compare that to 20 feet. The United Nations claims to represent the consensus of scientists that shows how far out of the scientific mainstream the movie really is. And further, the new UN sea level estimates are a reduction in the rise of sea level by 30% from their previous report, which was published only in 2001. So the UN's predictions in this report are more tempered than the ones released in 2001, and maybe we're not staring at an imminent disaster. It's still true that precaution is less costly than catastrophe. The problem is that there isn't really a suite of technologies that can substantially alter the warming trajectory that the Earth is on. So any precipitous action is going to waste resources that would probably better be used as investment in the future. And you need look no further than current politics. We hear President Bush saying he wants to replace 20% of our gasoline with ethanol. Well, number one... If we took every kernel of corn that we had in the country and turned it into ethanol, it would only replace 12% of our gasoline. And number two, even at 20% of our gasoline, that would not affect the Earth's warming trajectory in any measurable sense, even if every nation of the world that has to reduce its emissions under the Kyoto Protocol went and did the same thing. So you're saying that there's nothing that can be done. Kyoto, the Bingaman-Domenici bill, and ethanol, none of those will work. 
there are certain bills in front of the Congress. Senators Bingaman and Domenici have one. In the near-term decades, it does less than Kyoto does. Seen as Kyoto does something that we can't even measure to the temperature, that means that that bill will do less than nothing. And then, as it gets on out into decades further away, it begins to mandate larger cuts in emissions, as do many of the other bills out there. Right now, we simply don't know how to do that. I mean, you can make a law. You can command the sun not come up tomorrow. But, you know, when people in London begin to see sunrise and they start calling the United States, you're going to change the law or you're not going to enforce it because there's nothing you can do. Same with saying we're going to reduce our emissions of CO2 66%. There is no magic bullet that can do that. What about the Oscar bullet? Leonardo DiCaprio announced at the Oscars on Sunday that the Academy Awards have officially gone green. Thoughts? I'm sure that's going to stop global warming. I mean, it's easy for Hollywood to say something. It's even easier for Hollywood people to say something than it is for legislators to say something here in Washington, D.C. But just because you feel something or you want to do something doesn't make it happen. The majority of support for the Cato Institute's work comes from individuals, and Cato depends solely on tax-deductible contributions to provide the public with a wealth of free resources, including this podcast. We hope you'll consider supporting or even joining Cato. For information, please go to www.cato.org.